everyone, and welcome to Employee, your podcast for rethinking employment. My name is Christina Walker-Meyer, and I'm your host for this podcast. And today I'm very excited to have Dorit Schindler here with us today. Dorit is a certified coach for the Strength Finder approach, which we want to present today. And Dorit also works as head of HR at Salamno, which is one of Europe's biggest fashion e-commerce companies. Welcome, Dorit. With Halo. <laughs> so I actually met Dorit during an interview, like a job interview, where she used the StrengthFinder concept to understand if I could be a good fit uh, of one of their teams. And interestingly, I ran a so-called StrengthFinder workshop uh, myself with my own team a year before. And I'm actually a super big fan of the concept because it helped me a lot uh, to make some career decisions in the past year. And uh, well, I think in general, the strength finder concept was a big part of my, well, of my past self-reflections uh, project, so to say. And yeah, that's why I would like to take the possibility to share the concept also with everyone out there and that we have an expert today. And yeah, we will have a, a look at a very concrete example, how this approach can actually support you in figuring out what your own strengths are, what your natural talents are. But yeah, I think Dorit will give us more details about it. So before we jump into the topic, we would like to know a little bit about you, Dorit. So who are you? What was your journey until you've become a coach and a head of HR? And what are your passions? What are your dreams? Whatever you want to tell about yourself. Cool. Thank you. So again, thank you for having me here. It's a huge pleasure and an honor to be here. Yeah, you asked me what was my journey before I came to Zalando. It's a pretty long journey, so I can fill, I think, a whole evening. So Zalando is my seventh company so far. So you can see and I can relate that to the strengths finder later on what that means when you have an arranger and futuristic and strategic strengths. So you might be very open to new possibilities um, as I have been in my life. I uh, started uh, my career, I studied psycho psychology, um, but always I was always interested in how we work together, how teams work, how companies work. My father has been an architect and he had his own little office and there were a couple of team dynamics even in that small team. So I decided to study psychology, but also with always with an effect uh, on what teams do and work related effect. So I went studied psychology and I did my first internship at Daimler, which was pretty impressive. I was there in the management training area. I had some fantastic mentors um, who helped me understand how they train leaders and how they train um, how they train their staff. Um, so I was there in management training, um, but after a while I decided that I need some HR background because with 22 years old or 23 years old you cannot really train leaders and uh, make them successful if when you yourself don't know nothing about that uh, that topic. So I. Um, I left and I went to Metro Group. I was their so-called HR generalist, Personalreferent in, in German. Um, and I worked for years uh, and did everything from recruiting until kind of like the separation with employees. Um, I did a lot on talent development and leadership development. So I learned, learned a lot. And then I got my first call from a headhunter. It was very exciting. And they asked me if I would like to build the HR field, International HR for Plus, which belonged to the Tengelmann Group. Maybe some of you still remember the Kleine Preise. It's a small supermarket chain. It was a small supermarket chain actually in Germany, but also in Europe. Um, and uh, yeah, and then I have been there, head of HR, and uh, I have been responsible for all the different uh, different countries in in Europe. But then Tengelmann sold Plus in Germany. Now it's Netto, but also in all the other countries, it was sold to different retailers throughout Europe. 
and uh, I left. I took a severance package actually when you asked me for my passion. I wanted to go sailing. I decided to go sailing, but I got a job offer from a quite interesting automotive supplier, which was a leather manufacturing company in Mülheim an der Ruhr, um, which produced leather actually for cars. And I was offered the HR director role for this global company. I was pretty scared, I have to say. I don't know nothing or not so much about business and labor law. And I told um, the president of the company who hired me and I said, told him, okay, I don't uh, know so much of the, of the really legal stuff and business stuff. So if you want to hire me as an HR director, it could be a risk. But uh, he gave me the job and actually it was... Uh, yeah, very, uh, it was amazing. So I was in, I used my strengths, my strategic strengths, my maximizer strengths, my developer strengths to really overcome that. I built a great team which supported me. I had great people in the team and uh, Seton, that was the name of the company, uh, had 4,000 employees and I was responsible worldwide and traveled quite internationally to South Africa, to Hungary, to the US and uh, yeah, was responsible for, for the whole HR processes and topics. Um, but then, unfortunately, it was 2008 and then the uh, economic crisis hit us very hard and we had to sell this company. So that was my second due diligence in my life. And I was a part of the of the team who sold the company. I had to lay off people, I had to restructure, I had to close down facilities, which was really hard. Um, um, so, yeah, I could have moved to the US with the with the new company owner, but I, I haven't done that. I wanted to stay in Germany. And uh, again, I thought about going sailing with my severance package, but <laughs> I was offered a job as a talent development director at Tyco, the fire and security company. And I said, oh, maybe I go back to talent development, developing people and doing something really nice and uh, not having to do all these restructuring things um, um, again and again. So I went to Tyco and I stayed there for five years. I built the whole talent development and organizational design um, area for Tyco in Europe and um, yeah, reported to someone in the US. Uh, that was pretty, pretty interesting. Fire and security is also quite interesting, interesting area and industry to be with. But um, yeah, I was uh, after after a couple of years, after these five years, I thought when I turned 40, actually, it was pretty, uh, pretty life changing. I thought, wow, do I want to stay in those kind of conservative companies uh, my whole life? Or do I have to change to something really new or startup-y and something more agile? And uh, I left Tyco um, and I, went, I moved to Berlin, from Düsseldorf to Berlin, back to the city which I really love and where my heart beats. So it's my second passion is Berlin. Um, so I moved to Berlin and uh, I spent a year at uh, Boston Consulting Group, um, Digital Ventures. That's kind of like the more uh, yeah, startup innovation founding uh, part of BCG. Um, but then I left there because I was offered this job at Salando. So final destination, hopefully final, not maybe final, but hopefully for the next years I stay as um, head of HR for convenience non-logistics at Salando. And yeah, and here I met you, which was a great pleasure. Nice. And how or when did you become a certified StrengthsFinder coach? Oh yeah, that's that's a good question. So I took the StrengthsFinder back in 2004 at Metro Group. It was really interesting because MediaMarkt also used the StrengthsFinder uh, quite intensely for their employees. I took it, but I was kind of like a participant. And uh, in yeah, last year, or actually one and a half years ago, BCG uh, Digital Ventures decided to use the StrengthsFinder for their consultants and their uh, and their employees. So um, we did that there. And I, together with my team, we were all certified as uh, StrengthsFinder coaches. It's a four, uh, four and a half days um, 
certification process quite intensive and since I love the concept so much uh, I, I was totally into it and um, yeah since I really believe in strengthening strengths I was very happy that I had the opportunity to really be officially certified. Mm -hmm. Nice. So now can you tell us a little bit about the Strength Finder concept? Mm -hmm. Sure. So I think it's actually a pretty easy question. So the question, the underlying question you can ask yourself is what would happen if we all would use our strengths every day instead of investing so much time and effort and sometimes even money on overcoming our development areas. So that's basically that has been the, the initial question and uh, the strengths finder. I will talk about that uh, eventually a little bit later is more about the, the 34 different strengths you have and they all call it strengths. And um, that's a very positive connotation of such a test. Mm -hmm. So what is it and what's the main idea or let's call it the main purpose and who created it? Yeah, so that was a guy who was called who was called Don Clifton, and uh, he created this. So he was asking basically that question: What would happen if we all invest in our strengths? And he created that. And now today, um, Gallup, uh, actually, as a company, you may know Gallup from all these uh, engagement surveys, which they publish once a year. Mm -hmm. uh, maybe you have read in the newspaper about all these people who are not really engaged in their job, and they do a lot of studies about happiness and engagement at work. And now Gallup is hosting this kind of test the Don they call it the Don Clifton Strengths Finder assessment it's this kind of um, um, of personality test mm -hmm. I will also definitely link all of this uh, in the show notes so I mean currently there are a lot of uh, those concepts flying around in terms of personal personality tests so for example there's the 16 personalities there's the Maya Briggs uh, types indicator I have a feeling those tests are currently getting a little bit a new hype at the moment But I hear also from more and more people that are taking those tests and more and more companies are also using uh, those concepts either for the development of their own employees, but also for actually hiring talent. Why do you think that is currently such a trend? I don't know. Maybe it's because there are more and more people who are not so happy with the job they are in and they are looking for something which really fits themselves. Uh, maybe it's also because we spend so much time at work and companies really want to support and that's actually how we use it as well to support teams to work better together. I think that's also a trend of being more self-aware about yourself and your own strengths and what you can do. So I see many, many people and also have coached a lot of people who really want to understand themselves a little bit better. I think that might be also something we are at the moment observing And um, yeah, and I think that's, yeah, and it's not really a new trend. I think people always wanted to know more about themselves, but with all these helps and assessments you can do, I think that's easier to find out more about yourself. Yeah. What do you think does the Gallup Strength Finder make stand out or what does it do differently? Like if you would mm -hmm. compare it to other personality tests, is there anything that you would like better or... I don't, I wouldn't say better. I think they all have their they all have their purpose and they all have the the objective you can use them for. What I personally like at the with the strengths finder is when you read through your assessment, you receive either your top five or even all the 34 strengths. And that makes you pretty unique. So when you take a test like the MBTI, then you have your four different letters and um, you have you are quite 
yeah, similar to other people, or you can describe this is more a type related personality test and the strength finder is pretty unique because even the probability of having the same five strengths in the same order as another person in the world is one to 33 million. Wow. So that makes it so unique. Yeah. And what I personally also like in comparison to other tests is that it, it has this positive connotation. So there is no better strengths than another strengths, or there is no particular profile yeah. you need to have to become a CEO of the company mm -hmm. or, or anything like that. So the strengths are so, I, I, first of all, they are unique, but also you can use them as a very simple concept and maybe even the definition or vocabulary yeah. to talk about them. So when I tell you, oh, um, found out that I'm kind of like a, a po positivity is one of my strengths, as you can maybe, as you can maybe see <laughs> with all the positive things I did in my life or why I like the strengths finder so much. Um, so yeah, you can, you do, you, you define something which you can yeah. easily relate to and you don't need a full education mm -hmm. about it. And I also like that you can, that everyone and anyone can do the test. It's online, you pay 50 euros and everyone has access and with many of the other personality tests you have to either pay you have to be certified yeah. you have to visit a certified coach to really understand the results and it's quite it's, it's a little bit like open source yeah. and you can use it yeah. whenever and wherever you want actually you mentioned the price you said it's like 50 euro 50 dollar yeah yeah mm -hmm. because I also had in mind it was quite expensive, but now I actually offered it to my boyfriend for his birthday last week mm -hmm. because you can also just order the book online mm -hmm. and then it was just, I don't know, I think it was 16 or 17 mm -hmm. euro. Like a book, yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's like a book, but mm -hmm. you have to code for the mm -hmm. test inside. Yeah. Yeah. So I have the feeling like it's even cheaper if you buy the book and get the code in there and then you even have a physical book. So it's a good present. I highly mm -hmm. recommend it. Mm -hmm. Though I have to say, if you do the book with the five strengths, um, it's only the top five. True. What I mentioned, um, the $50, it's the yeah. 34 strengths. And maybe I can tell you a little bit later why the 34 yeah. strengths are even better than just the top five. <laughs> I actually invested uh, this money as well after your recommendation the other day. <laughs> All right. So let's talk a little bit about uh, who is, let's say, the target group for the Strength Finder test. Like, who is it for or for which use cases? Can you use this test? Mm -hmm. I think there are several. Um, first of all, for sure, you can use it for yourself. But I like the example you were just giving, uh, that, that you can use it with your partner. I think that's pretty, pretty interesting to find out the different strengths mm -hmm. and maybe even the strengths which are quite opposite and, yeah. and use them in partnerships and relationships. Uh, companies use them for teams. Uh, we, we very often do that here at Zalando to use it with teams, so to help teams working better together. Um, but you can also use it as an organization because some organization, you may see some themes even within job families or different job groups. Uh, maybe our software engineers have slightly different strengths than our product people or business mm -hmm. people. So you can use it that um, in that way. Um, but what I definitely like a lot is because it all starts when we are very young, um, investing in strengths. If you remember what I said, like what would happen if we invest in strengths instead of overcoming development areas and, and, and weaknesses. Um, you can also observe strengths in children and uh, there is also a test out there uh, for children and there's a book called strengths based parenting which I uh, really like because you can you don't would you wouldn't do the full assessment with children but you can observe them and for sure you can see if they're a little bit more extrovert or introvert or if they are have some analytical skills or if they are rather rather arranging many things or if they are good in focusing on things 
So um, you can also use them for children. And I heard uh, that there is even a test out there for, for animals, for, for dogs, for example. Really? <laughs> that you can figure <laughs> out what strengths your, your pets have. <laughs> interesting. So I'm actually, uh, it would be interesting how, how the, quest uh, the questionnaire or the test goes, like if you just need to tap somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's really fun yeah actually i think this really helps a lot of like to explain myself because sometimes i have these really strange situations with uh with my partner he's like oh can you just not let it go and i'm like no i can't or just really need to understand it like if i see some patterns in a subway or something and i need to understand that pattern and he goes crazy and he's like can we just go on it like it doesn't matter and i'm like no i can't i really really need to understand it and now i have the feeling that through this strength I can completely tell him, look, I usually need to finish things. Otherwise, it's like I'm an achiever. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't like I don't feel complete if I have if I'm not finished or if I have not thought through things. It drives me crazy. That's a, that's because you have the intellection as well. Yeah, I will come to that later. But I think yeah. that's particularly <laughs> for people who have achiever and intellection. They have yeah. to think things through. And yeah. Yeah. Pretty interesting. But cool. <laughs> So let's talk a little bit, uh, how does the test work? How is it set up? And yeah, why is it done that way as it is? Uh -huh. Yeah, so as I said, you visit, the, either you buy it by the book or you go to the website. Um, and then you do the test, it's approximately 30 minutes and uh, it's a set of questions, I can't remember, maybe 120 or 140 questions and uh, there's a set time for those questions so you have to decide very quickly um, uh, on different, different questions. So they are quite, sometimes they feel a little bit strange because you have to decide between two things which you maybe both like. So I'm just, just giving an example, I don't know if that's a question in the test, but somehow like I like summer and I like the sun and then you have to decide. But you can also still remain undecisive or you can skip the question if you cannot really decide within the amount of time you have. So you have a set of questions and uh, after you completed the test, you directly um, receive access to your, to your test results online. You have the full, the full range of your test, of your test uh, results available. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I can remember when I did it, you really don't have a lot of time. You need to react mm -hmm. like right away. Mm -hmm. Why is it that way? Uh, there is a lot on this test design. I, I don't really know. I think it also forces you to make a very unconscious decision and not think it through. Um, also with personality tests, there is a tendency of people to answer like how they think you want them to answer. Like, um, Sozial erwünscht, you would say in German. Yeah. So that's that's a very um, so what's socially desired? Yeah, something yeah something <laughs> like that. So what you think you would yeah. like to be? So that's the pressure. I think helps mm -hmm. to really answer unconsciously. And you can also see, um, I think, because there is one strength which is called deliberative, but mm -hmm. to be deliberative with things, so behutsam in German. And uh, and the people have a struggle with the test and with the, with the timing as well. So I think for people who really want to think things through, um, the uh, the that they have to hurry is, is for them sometimes mm -hmm. more difficult and eventually you would find out if you don't answer to or if you don't complete it that this also uh, means something yeah uh, in the test result at the end yeah interesting mm -hmm. so let's say i've went through the test mm -hmm. and so what do i receive after i've taken the test 
Mm -hmm. So you receive uh, a PDF um, for a formatted um, report. They just changed it even recently, a couple of weeks ago, so that the report is 34 pages and very explanatory also in regards of what kind of strengths you have, what do they mean. You get a full description, a full download of those um, yeah, either five or 34 strengths. You also can download an app, which I really like, because then you have the, your strengths on the phone. There's a little definition uh, also coming within the app so that you can look um, what these strengths mean. You can share it with other people as well. Uh, when you just do it online, you also receive the ebook. So the book you just mentioned is available as an ebook. I think that's pretty helpful. And um, yeah, and you receive also a little summary of some recommendations of what those strengths mean in regards of career decisions, in regards of job you maybe want, like to do, or in regards of activities, maybe rather activities than, than particular jobs. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I also liked uh, a lot their like, uh, different videos I saw, right? And I also just discovered this kind of 30 pages report because I can mm -hmm. remember what, once when I did the test like a while ago, um, you just get those one pagers, mm -hmm. which helped a lot already. But I think the material is actually quite good because it's not, it's not only so one dimensional, you get different mm, kind of media even. Mm -hmm. So you have like something written, mm -hmm. like a video, people are explaining something, then you have some testimonials. Um, I think it's really done like in a quite nice way, very entertaining also. How can the strength finder help you as an individual if you want to check if you're using your strength or your potential or your talents in the right way? Yeah, it, it definitely can help you if you ask yourself if you are applying those kind of strengths. So I think that's that really helps. So if, the, if you read the report and you understand what those strengths mean, I think the first step is really um, trying to understand if you apply them. You can also ask your partner or, or colleagues at work if, if they can see these strengths inside you. Because sometimes, particularly the first strengths, can be quite unconscious. So sometimes people apply those strengths every day, but they even don't know about it because they just do it so unconsciously. And how can the strength finder help you if you have the feeling, let's say, you're currently not in the right position? Um, how can it help you to look for something new or maybe leverage your full potential? Yeah, that's that's maybe I can I can answer that one maybe with a personal story. When I worked um, at BCG Digital Ventures, I had a quite conceptual work. So I had to design a learning and development curriculum, which I really like because actually I'm a passionate uh, developer and I like to develop people. But it was very um, focused on this one topic, and uh, it was um, I had to do a lot of conceptual work without many people, so quite on my own. I realized that I wasn't really happy and I wasn't so good in what I did. And when I got this job offer for this position, I, I really checked it. I really thought about the job. I asked my interview partners here if what I have to do. And I found out that um, definitely with my developer, now I'm having a team of 20 people and I can develop them. So that makes me super happy. I am looking after several different business units here. So I have the arranger as one of my top five strengths, which helps me a lot because I'm commuting between different locations. I'm looking, as I said, after all these different business units. So so I can arrange a lot of things and put them in place. I have a maximizer so I can help my team grow and maximize uh, the team as well. I have strategic as strength. So as a strategic business partner, I have to consult the business. So I really took my, uh, my top 10 strengths and looked at them if they would help me to fulfill the requirements of this job. 
And actually I'm here now a little bit over a year and I have to say this really became true and I can feel that I'm much more happy that I, I wasn't unhappy. Actually, um, I said I have positivity as a third strength. So I think there will never be a situation in my life where I'm really, really unhappy. But I felt that I couldn't live up to my full potential and I have the feeling that I can do this much better with this position. So if you have a job offer and if you have done that test, you can really check, uh, you can really check if, if this fits your strengths. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I think uh, for me it was quite similar actually when we met <laughs> um, because I was also in in a job situation um, where I also had a little bit of feeling, you know, okay, for me something is now missing there. I was um, quite happy there for a while, but um, then I was on a longer vacation and I came back and I was not so happy anymore. And then I was also in a situation if um, where I needed to decide if I will stay here in the company or if I go somewhere else, I had another offer. And then one of my strengths, for example, was Relator. And uh, it also means that I, for example, don't have so many like friends, but like rather some like deeper relationships mm -hmm. with people, which has also changed over the years though. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's really true. But also that personal relationships are really important for me at work. Unconsciously, I was, I was really not aware about that. Like in my former companies, still when I have a look now who are my friends today, these are most of them are actually former work colleagues because we always like were like a family. And I came here at Zalando and I mean I really get along super well with all my colleagues. And some of them like used to be my friends or some of them have left now. And I have the feeling in the end, um, before I left the team I could really see I do get along with all of them, but I'm missing those like, you know, deeper personal relationships with people. Then for me, it was clear I needed to go somewhere else. And then I had like this other offer and then here and in the end, um, I decided myself that I will stay here with the company and just join another team because of the people, because I had the feeling like whenever I talk to them, that there's this kind of personal connection. Mm -hmm. And uh, so in the end, I made a really intuitive decision that I said, okay, I, of course, I mean, it's important what you're gonna do, but I think, in the end, I really took this strength for me as to make the key decision for me in the end. Mm -hmm. I have not regretted so far. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> yeah. If you use a really concrete example now, I mean, I've, as I said, I've taken the test also a while ago and I think it would be super interesting to learn how a concrete analysis of such a profile could look like. Mm -hmm. So I'm really happy also to share my five strengths uh, with you and it would be really good uh, for you to yeah, get a evaluation of it or um, yeah, just if I would come to you now uh, and say, hey, Dorit, pay you lots of money. <laughs> so much money. <laughs> and uh, I would just ask you, okay, my five strengths are number one, strategic. Number two is empathy. Number three is achiever. Number four is relator, which I was just talking about. And number five is competition. So I would come to you. What would you do? How would we move forward? Cool. So yeah, wow, that would be great. <laughs> I think what um, what usually the the sequence is, or what's really helpful is um, that you first understand your strengths, and uh, secondly, you really like your strengths, and thirdly, you can then target your strengths. So what um, what we learned in our certification process, as you call it name it so really understanding claiming it and uh, aiming at them so you could also say what i um, uh, like a little bit more is to learn love and then live your mm -hmm. strengths so that would be actually would like would do so the first thing i would like 
or what I would do with you is to really help you understanding what that means. What does strategic mean? What does empathy mean? And I also would like to encourage you to not look only at your top five, but rather bring the full test report. And I would ask you, the first exercise would be to take your test report and then read through the first strengths, maybe 10, 11 or 12. And, um, and then draw a line where you think you, you, which strengths you apply on a day-to-day -day basis. And then maybe number 12 or number 13, number 14 comes a little bit lower in your, in your sequence or in how often you apply them or how unconsciously or how natural you apply them. So I think you are much more than just your top five. That would, what I would do with you is to look at the, at the full report. And then to, to really understand your strengths and to get a feeling if you can relate to them and if you have an understanding, I would also ask you what, what do you think about them and do you, do you have questions about what you understand and what you don't understand or if you can see yourself in those strengths. Uh, I can remember when I received my five strengths, um, so I read through them and for, for example, the most interesting thing for me in terms of strategic was that it said a strategic person usually Whenever you are in a situation you un and, and you, you have this feeling like this is right or this is wrong or we need to do it this way and you're so sure that this is the right answer and you're actually doing this because there are so many things going on in your head and you're doing like all the checks like back and forth based on your past experience but what the people see in the room is actually just you saying this is right, that's the right thing. <laughs> and I could see myself so often in meetings that I would say no this is not right or this is not wrong and everyone looking at me couldn't understand why, why am I thinking that way and I actually try to explain myself but I'm, I'm sometimes really having a hard time to figure out myself why I think this is you know the right way to mm -hmm. do so so that was like but for me it explained me a lot and then competition which is my fifth strength I know that I'm aware of this and I actually always thought it's a actually a big weakness mm -hmm. um, because I think society tells you you should not be competitive. Mm -hmm. Being competitive is a bad thing. Mm -hmm. And uh, I mean, I grew up with older brothers, of course. <laughs> you need to fight your way through. But I, for me, the strength finder result helped me really a lot to see competition as a good thing because it help, can help, of course, your team or your company mm -hmm. To stay competitive in the long yeah, run. Absolutely, absolutely. And I think that's, uh, that's. I meet a lot of people who have, who have compet competition in their top five and who do, or top ten and they don't like it. I think it's very society driven eventually because we think competitive competition is a bad thing. Um, but what really, as you say, it's there's so much good things in having someone competitive even in a team. I think that's so important because otherwise it's harder to achieve something or in our business environment, actually we are competitive anywhere wherever you look and i think it's a little bit um, yeah a little bit blind or being mm -hmm. blind to ourselves and our society if we neglect uh, to be competitive i think we have to be competitive to survive interestingly enough and i think this is why i, I love the strengths finder um, description and the results you get but what um, what's not in those results is these combinations of themes and the, how how themes or strengths really um, yeah accelerate each other or make each other stronger. So when you were describing your strategic strengths, I um, I looked at uh, at Christina's top ten and she has self assurance as number ten. So they are maybe strategic people who have those things in mind and who think a lot and very quickly. Actually, strategic. There's a nice picture. It's a little bit like being a helicopter and seeing things from above and really see patterns in different topics and really connecting things quite easily. 
but if you wouldn't have self-assurance on number 10 i think you wouldn't be so so self-assured that this way is the right way <laughs> so maybe that even makes your strategic strengths much stronger right and mm. i think that's uh, and self-assurance is nothing is also nothing nothing bad so in the in the gallup definition and i really like this definition a lot it says it's like a, it's like having a little compass in yourself that you know what decision whatever you decision you make it will be the right decision so that helps you a lot and this may drive other people crazy in the meeting because they are sitting there and then you say with very with a very high self-assurance that this is the right way and it's but but it's good because you are aware about that and um, you asked me at the beginning about the application for this test and um, what we do uh, here very often with our teams is that that is, it's great if other people know that. So if they observe you and but they know that you have those strengths, they can explain it. I have someone in my team who also has competition on a very high level, and and it's it's sometimes we love about it and we say, oh come on, this is again your competition. Maybe we can use it <laughs> to achieve something. So you can really deliberatively and also uh, in, in, yeah talk about it within teams if this is. Um, if this is obvious or known by everyone. Yeah, very good example, yeah. <laughs> so I also had a, uh, as you said, uh, we should also have a look at our like last 35 for strength. And I could see that uh, my very last one is harmony. Yeah, that's interesting. So I wouldn't. I also wouldn't uh, tell. I, I would like to to say to tell say something about the last ones. And I don't know if it's possible to do an experiment um, with people who are online and listening to a podcast. But I think it is. So to understand the the last ones, or what Gallup says, it's called the lesser developed talents. Is if you imagine, and maybe the ones um, on uh, on the audio um, would like to to test it, you can pause uh, the the podcast. So if you would take a pen and in your non dominant hand if you're a right hander you take it in your in your left hand and if you're a left hander you, you take the pen in your in your right hand and then you write a sentence or maybe your name you write down your name with your non-dominant hand and if you like to do this experiment pause at a moment <laughs> <laughs> and just do it and then think about how it feels so how did it feel to write your your name with your non-dominant hand and maybe it feels clumsy maybe it feels a little bit awkward maybe you had to take more energy to do it maybe it wasn't fun at all so if you if you would do the same experiment with your dominant hand you would easily write your name down and it's fun it maybe even looks better than with your non-dominant hand and this analogy describes really really well what our lesser developed talents are so it is something you can do if you put a lot of energy in there and if you take a lot of effort to do it, but it's not so it's not coming so easily to you. It's not something you could do unconsciously. So I, for example, I have uh, something like focus a little bit lower on my strengths. It's not the 34, but it's, um, it's something lower on my list. And if I have to focus and then if I have to, I don't know, write a strategy paper or do something which where I really need focus, I have to lock myself in a meeting room or work from home or get away from other people who could distract me. So when you know that, you can even overcome yourself or, or, or find a good, uh, a good trick to overcome your lesser developed talents. But you can also train them and you can also think about them and make them more conscious and then you um, you become naturally a little bit better. Yeah, so your question about harmony um, <laughs> as, as the 34, I mean, that doesn't, doesn't mean that you cannot not be harmonic with other people or work together with other people. But what it says is, um, that people who are especially talented in harmony look for consensus and um, they uh, they really seek areas of agreement and i think also with the strengths i have seen from you with with competition and um, 
and I think you also have command a little bit higher. I think for you, it's maybe not so relevant to have a consensus in the room. For if you decide something and if you think it's the good way to go, maybe harmony is not the first thing you would focus because you would rather focus on the result and not that everyone is happy. But I know that Christina and she also told us that it has empathy very high. So this might, might counter counteract with, with, with that. So I think you will never overrule people or or doing it in a bad way i think you will accept that there might be still some disconsensus in the room and that people wouldn't fully fully agree but i think with your empathy strengths you may go and have a talk afterwards with them and relate to them with your relator and empathy i think you will discuss and explain eventually your decision i'm just guessing but mm. I, I think um, it's not so important for you at in the first glimpse that everyone agrees but maybe afterwards you would do that. So if you would just uh, describe my profile now, as I said before, I have like strategic, empathy, achiever, relator and competition. So if you would go through, uh, because you also said those connections are quite mm -hmm. interesting. So what does that mean? So yeah, what Gallup also does, and you, if you would do the test, you will see it, um, is um, you can see different buckets and dimensions. I think it's quite complex to look at all the 34 or the top mm -hmm. five. You see buckets of dimensions. So you have execution strengths, influencing strengths, relationship building strengths, um, and strategic strengths. And what I can see, or what you can see also yourself with, with the report, is that you have a lot of strategic strengths and also a lot of influencing strengths in your, in your, in your rather than top 10, um, but also relationship building strengths. I think that you are less, you have lesser or not so high on the top, the execution strengths. So eventually you are, I don't know, a great leader eventually, leading people with your relationship building strengths, but also influencing, strategic, having an idea of the future, um, being strategic and being very self-assured about the decisions you make. But on the other hand, I think you can really, really connect and relate to people very, very well. For execution, and I think that's not something you can't do, but I think you would execute either through others or with your very strong achiever making things work and really <laughs> achieving things because achievers you have to know that achievers are not happy if they haven't fully completed the list uh, the to-do list of the day right you wouldn't go to bed yeah. before you have done that no. <laughs> so yeah so it's a I think it's also interesting that it's a very what I would say like an even profile so that you have a lot of different strengths from different buckets so it's not so spiky although there's nothing good or bad about it it's, um, it doesn't doesn't mean so much so you don't have to have strengths in each of those four dimensions uh, it can also be that you're very spiky but then you need other people to complement your strengths and to work better together so um, I think yeah super interesting interesting uh, interesting profile when uh, we also did your interview I think that was very interesting because you brought a, a, this empathy strengths to the team in a team I think where not so many people had that strengths and I think that's very important that you bring a quality which others haven't had so mm -hmm. far. <laughs> so if I have a look at my profile now, what advice would you, for example, give me now? That's always a difficult question to ask some a coach. <laughs> I think the coach would rather now, if we would have a session, would ask you, what did you learn or what do you think 
if you would be your best friend and now you know everything you know about your profile, what advice would you give yourself and what would be something you have learned and you could take away with that? So would you at some point see something interesting that you, I should have a look at? Or for example, when I now look for, for a job or for companies, would you say, okay, here's uh, for example something, if you have like those two strengths together, that could be interesting. Or even that you would say, hey, you should even avoid certain environments for example i don't know i think it's i think it's not that super easy i think that would be more recipe like or like a horoscope mm -hmm. to say you should avoid this or you should avoid that i think that's a little bit too easy i think i would rather recommend to to if you have something which gathers your interest to check it like i did where before i came here so that you look at the job profile and also in the environment the team the people you were working with um, the boss you would eventually have the processes which are there um, and then check it uh, according to your strengths i think there's not such an easy advice i think then i wouldn't like the test so much because yeah. then it would be too easy right okay you're good in this and good in that and then you should do this or that and i as i said at the beginning i think there's also not a perfect profile for Or, I don't know, becoming a CEO or a product designer yeah. or a software engineer or an HR person. Yeah. I think with all your strengths, you can you can be perfect in, in whatever job you have. I think the first step is the awareness why you are why you are doing things you were doing in that or this way. And then you can you can make the decision even more aware and even talk about it. Yeah, yeah. I can remember uh, also in summer. I started Googling a little bit based on that profile. What mm -hmm. does that mean? Where like, what are jobs for strategic people? And then of course, what are jobs or work environments for um, empathic people? And <laughs> what I found everywhere was like, oh, you should, um, uh, people which have like empathy on a very high stage, like they should not uh, work in a very competitive environment. It's <laughs> toxic for them. And I'm like, oh, perfect. Then that doesn't mean I'm toxic for myself. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. So that, that's why it's not that easy. <laughs> you can be very empathetic and also be competitive at the same time. And uh, you can use both strengths. In it. So I think, yeah, it's, it's, it's not that, that easy. Or you should come if maybe a competitive Geschäftsstellenleiter for the Caritas or something like a board member in a social whatever yeah. institution. I think it's not as easy as that. <laughs> So you don't believe you can really, if someone has taken the test, uh, so it's not so easy to give concrete career advice or could you at least say like you should rather lead a team or should not lead a team, but rather like be an expert who really gets lost in some details or things like that? I think it really depends. I think what the advice and Gallup, for example, they don't um, they don't recommend to use the test for for interviewing people mm -hmm. or really this this test because it would be too easy. So you can use every strengths in different in different environments. Mm -hmm. You can be a super empathetic CEO of a business company and use your empathy being a great leader mm -hmm. for the team. You can also uh, use 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 strategic to, to work with people. So I think it's it's really within the conversation you would find it. You would you would find the the key to the success or the key to happiness, um, because you you wouldn't you wouldn't just theoretically theoretically advise something. Mm -hmm. So it's rather good to look at your your um, current job situation and talk about what strengths you could use to make it a better situation, or look at something you have in prospect, mm -hmm. and then look at your strengths and decide if they would be helpful for that position or not. Mm -hmm.
So if our listeners are interested in taking the Strength Finder test, how can they take the test? What possibilities are there to take the test? And do you also know in which, which languages the test is available? Yeah, so um, it's available in many, many languages. I think more than 25 languages. So you can do it whatever in Arabic or French or German or English, whatever. So there is uh, the availability in different languages as they are. You go to either you buy the book or you go to the to the link to the Gallup Strength Center and there you can you can download or you can buy um, you can buy just easily with a credit card mm -hmm. the test access and uh, and do the test online so very very easy access so if I have my, my results what do I do in general like how would I how would you suggest to move forward with those I like I've received the results I've read through I've understood and read through all the explanations of the strength and how would you suggest in general to move forward with them? So yeah, there is a lot of material, as you, as you already mentioned at the beginning, there's even YouTube channels, there's even a Facebook group and uh, occasionally people post their strengths in the Facebook group and then they get a lot of advice from either certified or non-certified coaches or other people who mm -hmm. want to say something about it. So you find a lot, a big community of people who have done the StrengthsFinder. You, there's also a list of certified StrengthsFinder coach, clo coaches close to you. You may also find someone in your HR, um, HR department who could help uh, because a lot of HR people know this test as well. So there are many, many different opportunities. I think the test results themselves and also the, the description about it help already a lot. Mm -hmm. um, I think you can, you can use that uh, very easily and very quickly already. Mm -hmm. And if you buy the book, I think it helps a lot as well. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, as I said, also like this new guide is like really, really, really uh, good. So it has a first section, uh, which is also about awareness. Mm -hmm. Then uh, the second is, a one, uh, is about like how you can apply it. And the third one is a little bit, uh, yeah, how you can achieve um, by some quotes from some people who have these themes and they give some explanations. I really like that one. So, but let's say I have done the test and I've understood all of this and I maybe also want to get some more help in analyzing it. So for me, it really helped uh, that you gave me also a little bit some hints how to move forward, that I should also have a look into my, let's say, weaker strength. So what can I learn from them? So I think in general, if people are interested in that, how can they move forward? Is there, for example, like how can you get in touch with some coaches or can you even get more help on the Gallup website? Let's say maybe I've understood all of this, but I'm a little bit lost. Where can I get more support to learn about my strength or how to apply them or how to move forward? Mm -hmm. Yeah, as I said, there is also a list about the certified strength finder coaches. Um, you can, you can uh, choose someone there. And, uh, and many coaches might be certified or maybe even not certified, but very, um, very uh, acquainted to that, to that uh, personality test, the StrengthsFinder. Mm -hmm. And uh, are you also offering uh, your services as a coach or for analyzing the test results? I would do that, yes, uh, as, as it is my passion a lot. Uh, I, I really love it and I really like it and I do it a lot with friends and family even um, and I, I really do it uh, here at Zalando all the time as well yeah. when, when my time allows. I'm super passionate about it because I think it's, it really helps people to yeah. make better decisions in life or at least understand themselves and go with this kind of like uh, learn about it, love them and then live them. And I think that's something um, which, yeah. which is a lot of fun to do. <laughs> yeah, I also believe it because we, for example, we did it also in in my team last year. And it's a little bit that we forced, somehow we forced the people also to, you know, reflect a, bit, a little bit on themselves because I can remember there were especially also the guys in the team were a little bit like, oh, why do we need to do this now? Mm -hmm. And in the end, it was really about um, what we wanted to do is to show everyone 
that they are really unique and that everyone brings a really unique strength strength in general or a strength profile to the team so we can all learn from each other as well and um, in the end it was also really interesting to see that some people are like as you call it they have like an even even equilibrium of strength and some are really going in really one direction and in the end um, what we did is actually maybe also as, as a good inspiration for for a team activity what we in the end did is that we wrote each other like little cards mm -hmm. what we want to learn from each mm -hmm. other so that was really also helpful to see mm -hmm. uh, how we can just work better together yeah as a team I think there's a lot, a great purpose of this test when you do it with teams, but also I think in relationships or partnerships it might be really helpful, because what it really really helps is when you see differences and when you when you meet people who have the the complete uh, opposite strengths or or different strengths and it helps talking about it and it helps to create more awareness and also to learn how to leverage others eventually. Yeah. If you, for example, have don't have harmony on your top strengths, but you're leading a meeting, you could ask someone who is who has harmony more on the higher higher areas or one of the more developed strengths and asks person to really look after after consensus in the team so you can delegate that or partner up with someone who might have different strengths so that you can make sure that uh, so yeah that you as a team you are successful so what's it's also kind of part of this philosophy is that we often try to be round as a mm. person and we always try to have to be perfect and everything and anything but we are not and and that's it's impossible to achieve but if yeah. we accept our spikes but also our lesser developed uh, areas yeah. like like a star you could you could maybe imagine a star and the star has spikes but also areas where it's not so highly developed and if you find another star another piece yeah. which is like a puzzle and then completes you so be individually spiky but as a team you can be round yeah. and that's actually the purpose and the team is also in a partnership or in, even in a family i think yeah. it's good if you have several strengths available yeah i think it's also interesting um, the other day uh, i was out with a colleague and he told me well i always have the feeling like he he's like this kind of thinker and he's like the really theoretical person who really thinks everything through and if you think i'm an intellectual no i'm not so i'm actually i'm having like also woo uh woo uh, is a on number eight so this is like i'm a you could say i'm a woo girl that winning others over is exactly woo standing for in german <laughs> kontaktfreudigkeit but in english yeah. it's winning others over exactly and um at some point he has a really hard time to get his ideas through or being heard because mm -hmm. he's a little bit nerdy so to say and at some point i also said hey look in the end we're really good uh like we're a really good team together because in the end like I usually, I go out there, I present, I have no idea what I'm talking about, but at some point, like, people are entertained and in the end, people are getting inspired, obviously. And I said, like, in the end, I need a person like you behind me mm -hmm. who is actually the brain. Mm -hmm. So in the end, like, we together would be a really good politician. Mm -hmm. So I could go on stage yeah. and I would just win everyone over. And uh, But I have no idea about politics, so you would be the brain. And the next day, he came over to me and he said, like, you know what? I would like to actually set up this initiative here in the company. Would you actually help me? Mm -hmm. Because without, like, just if I go there myself, like, no one would listen to me or mm -hmm. would have a really hard time, you know, to get the ball rolling. Since he also knows that I'm usually jumping on everything and if I have a good idea, I just do it. That's how I get to my podcast. I thought, like, oh, my God, this is a good idea. Like, I'm uh, worried in my work job situation. I need to create a podcast and talk about it. So next day, I actually bought a microphone and then I just did it. So I'm this kind of person and I think if 
these kind of people who just do things right away without thinking come together with people mm -hmm. who are a bit more you know think a bit more things through mm -hmm. are analyzing things first mm -hmm. and i think this is in the end yeah. a really great yeah. uh, combination yeah yeah and that's actually the purpose a lot about the purpose so that you shouldn't worry if for example your colleague is, has doesn't have influencing strengths or so many influencing strengths um, if you are smart enough and obviously he is to find people who have those influencing strengths you don't have to do it yourself so what is your advice to people also which are stuck in their job situations yeah so um that's that's uh, that's an interesting one right uh, i think uh, we talked a lot about it and um yeah there's a lot of but there's this old advice which often tells people um love it change it or leave it right when we spoke about it just recently and um i think that's maybe sometimes not enough sometimes you have to, to bear it right uh, we sometimes are not in the position to really love the situation or change it or leave it maybe we have some some uh, I don't know obligations or we cannot really move out of that situation so what really helped me a lot is to really focus on strengths or your own example I think it's it's, it's pretty great I think when you are stuck in something maybe you can look for another opportunity to live up to your strengths like you founded your podcast and you just did it right with your achiever and you're winning others over strengths you you felt that strengths and I actually I also realized that a couple of, uh, of days ago when um, I had to write a paper in the uh, and this was like a huge thing and I had to concentrate and to focus a lot without people around me and in the morning I facilitated I facilitated a team strengths finder session which was super fun and uh, which was really great with my developer and also my winning others over strengths were totally involved and um, at noon or in the early afternoon I had the feeling that I was really able to use my strengths a lot and then in the afternoon I was able to to focus on my lesser developed talent so I tricked myself a little bit so that was something I, I was able to do is if you if you feel you have to do something which you're not so good at or it doesn't come so easily to you that you can use your strengths in, within another activity so that that could be something so I think it's focusing on your strengths and look at how you can apply them um, that's something what also Gallup also always recommends to people is how, what can you do for example if you are lesser or you don't have so many strengths in execution what kind of strengths could you use or you could use your winning other over winning others over strengths to help to have people helping you to execute on your projects and um, so that's something to be very you can be very creative with using your strengths in a day-to-day -day, in a day-to-day -day situation mm -hmm. right? mm -hmm. So um, what's your opinion on how people um, can find more purpose and meaning in their daily work? As an HR person. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I think it's a much broader, much broader uh, question. How can they find more meaning and purpose in their daily work? I think that's, uh, yeah, do something you really love. I mean, it's not from an HR person. I think Steve Jobs said that, right? So if mm. you do something you really love, then, then you will be really good at that. Um, I think there's purpose in everything and anything we do. So um, I think that's something also you can you can think through. Yes, I'm working at Zalando. That's a company where we're selling, if you would make it very simple, we sell shoes and we sell fashion. Um, but that's not true. So my purpose here is really developing people and supporting a great company culture where people can come to work and have a great day and really can bring their best at work. So even if, if like the business purpose of the company, I'm not a fashionista and I'm not so into fashion, but I'm here for developing people and maybe you can find the purpose and the meaning of your job, maybe not necessarily so obvious, but in, in something you can achieve within your area of control yeah. or within your merit. 
-hmm. Yeah, I also believe that it uh, really helps then if you know your strength and uh, naturally things are more fun for you where mm -hmm. you're good at. Mm -hmm. So sometimes, I mean, I work as a product manager and for me, sometimes it's hell on earth to, to really have fights on little details, on acceptance criteria, on a ticket, right? Mm -hmm. But I'm in general, like really good in like convincing people or get a lot of people together in a room to achieve great things, to get stuff through, uh, to innovate on things, understanding the different business opportunities, customer problems, bring it all together and like, you know, come up with new solutions. So I'm really good in this kind of thing. And then of course, present it and win people over. And uh, since I understood that, I don't feel like, like earlier, I always thought I'm a poor product manager because I hate those like nitty gritty details of the ticket, but it's just not me and it's fine. And I think as a product manager, you need to bring a lot of skills. And I think it's really hard to find someone who brings it all, but then at least know or be aware what your strength and your mm -hmm. position are and then focus on those ones. Mm -hmm. And as you said, find your ways and maybe different ways on how you actually can overcome them. So in the end, like maybe instead of writing detailed specifications for a programmer or a developer, you would just sit down with him and discuss mm -hmm. and explain and win him over. Look, I want to do this. It will work like this. Da, 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 da. And instead of like writing it down on a paper, just explain him what you want to do. And then he should know, like he will be hopefully so motivated afterwards mm -hmm. that he will know what to do and you don't need to write eight pages of specifications. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. So as we said before, um, our listeners uh, can also contact you if they want to learn more about their, their results. So we will put your contact details in the show notes because we're at the end of our today's uh, podcast uh, episode. I have one last question that I usually ask everyone in my podcast series. If you could change one thing for people in their employment situations, in their jobs, what would you change? I think it's also interesting now since you're the first HR person. <laughs> what would you change in the today's employment situations? Yeah, so I heard, I listened to your podcast, so I know that this question was coming. So may I, may I have two? Is that okay? If I have two, two sure. things, I would change. So. <laughs> okay, that's great. So I, I would, first of all, and I think that's maybe related to my job, I would um, really have more um, bosses knowing about the StrengthsFinder concept because it's, um, it's so great when you have someone leading a team who really knows to delegate tasks to people according to their strengths so if we could educate more more uh, more leaders in the world to to know about the strengths finder and the strengths based concept and asking more about what people are good at instead of looking at all these development areas i i definitely would change that and with that i also would change performance management uh, in regards of really looking more at people's strengths instead of focusing on development areas And uh, that's my first wish. And the second wish, uh, or the second thing I would change is um, to have more tolerance so that we are more tolerant with each other and looking at each other's strengths instead of each other's weaknesses. I think that would also make the workplace a much, much better place and a much more fun place to work at and, uh, and to work with each other, focusing on each other's strengths. Yeah. These were really, really nice last words. I thank you very much, Dorit. And um, yeah, thank you. Thank you. you. <laughs>